so 30 something years ago was it 34 34 years ago yeah the ministry put out in the land oh no boom i'm so tired yeah they put out uh the mind is a terrible thing to taste and i was re-listening to that episode because i love ministry and and i love nine inch nails nothing against nine inch nails but you don't have nine inch nails without ministry even trent reznor will say that okay the fact that yes nine inch nails is in the rock and roll hall of fame and ministry probably isn't even a thought and you know that's kind of a fuck you also to the industry but you know even trent reznor will say how influential al jorgensen was and even you know you could look at rob zombie rob zombie's whole look really is borrowed from al jorgensen and ministry and just just like this crazy cowboy because he wears a cowboy hat and, and very disheveled and it was the 80s and the 90s okay uh my whole uh fascination with ministry i think because the first time i heard them was years ago and and Jorgensen's vocals, the way he does them, are kind of scary. The, but then you listen to how apocalyptic they are, and then the fact that they're friends with um, Tool. In fact, I think they were all on Lollapalooza together, and they got Tool and hallucinogens, and Jorgensen reveled at that because he's like, "Oh my God, that you know, I helped make them a, a, a hallucinogenic band." <laughs> and and Maynard James Keenan loves al jorgensen of ministry he loves ministry they these this is when these bands all knew each other and that's what i like that was a time when the music okay it wasn't so much about the record business it was about okay we're gonna go and make these records to the chagrin of the record company who is like gonna give us four million dollars and half of it we're gonna spend on drugs and the other half we're gonna dick around and then we're gonna we're gonna put something together you know and they put together uh, The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste and took all these samples and it was so fucking cohesive. I saw Ministry, so I had wanted to see them <coughs> bless you, in 2021 and then it was postponed. And then I remember, you know, one night uh, back in April of 2022, <laughs> like it was years ago when it was only a, a year ago, I was sitting at night and I was pondering whether to go see ministry last minute in San Francisco. So I did. And so I bought one ticket because I'm not going to take someone with me. Now I would. Um, and I went. It was the day before Easter. And, you know, it was it was amazing. And, and there were a couple of bands that opened for them. Cor- corrosive something. Corrosive. I forget. They opened, and then it was uh, the Melvins. I'm so aware of the Melvins. Come on, if you know about grunge and the whole essence of the Melvins, and and then Ministry op- and the Ministry got on there, and see, I didn't think to wear earplugs. Stupid me! And I'm looking at the guys in the mosh pits. They've got the earplugs on. I'm like, uh oh, I because you know usually I'm pretty I'm a pretty good planner. You know, okay, I gotta get this. I gotta get the parking and all of this and you know toll and everything because there's an app so that pays for the toll for you. So what happens? Ministry gets on there and it was wild and it was loud and I was really close to the subwoofers. And I lost my hearing in my left ear, <laughs> even though I was like, I saw that as a rite of passage because I thought, oh, yeah, 
because I love those shows where something's gonna happen. Either someone's gonna get pregnant, not me, or someone someone's gonna get fucking hurt, and I got fucking hurt. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't hear all throughout Easter, and then anytime someone would yell my name, oh my god, it was like someone in, like a like a hammer in your ear. So then, I, I like a dumbass, I went to see the Deftones a few days later in Gojira, and I bought some earplugs. I haven't worn them since to kind of protect my hearing from like the really loud noises and and shit you know come on come on and then the next day i went to the doctor and he was laughing at me he was like yeah you have toxic noise man can you hear now yes i can hear now so it was one of those things where it's like yeah i'm not 25 anymore but i'm still gonna rock out like i'm 25 and to see ministry live they haven't lost it. That's the beauty of that band. I mean, now they've got Madonna's guitarist and then they've got Paul Damore from Tool in the band playing bass. So it's very interesting. And and the sole member is Al Jorgensen, you know, beginning because, you know, Ministry was originally a synth pop band signed to Arista Records. And then they loved Arista and then they went over to Warner Brothers and you know, supposedly he had a run-in with Madonna, and I read that in his book. I love Al Jorgensen's book. I mean, there's some shit in that book where he talks about living with Timothy Leary, the godfather of, of Acid, by the way, and how, you know, rent was free because Leary would, like, order all this these drugs from, like, everywhere, and he would experiment on Jorgensen. And Jorgensen talks about, like, he would like hallucinate and then he'd see like hell and fire and demons and blood and (laughs) it really fucked him up but he was a guinea pig you know here is here is timothy leary toward the end of his life and what is he doing he's experimenting on rock stars with hallucinogens so you know to to read that chapter in the book i i I relish in it and that's why i'm fascinated with ministry is because everything that could have happened happened okay you know it was drugs it was madness and and then and they're making these records that are not really selling okay and but that wasn't the point the point was the influence and everything sonically that was coming out there and and then the 90s hit and they put out psalm 69 and i guess that was their hit you know and they had that song just one fix i love that song and then they had jesus built my hot rod so you know and and then people knew who ministry were but it was like those of us who love the early records you know and and how really cohesive those are that's, that's the beauty of it. i i love in the land of rape and honey but i love the mind is a terrible thing to taste even more because it's like with that they found in Reagan's America, they found their footing. You know, here was this Cuban exile, Al Jorgensen, you know, raised on rock and roll and everything. And what does he do? He forms this crazy band that's a synth pop band, and then it turns into this industrial madness. And it's, and I mean, it was a lot of drugs. I mean, heroin, you name it. And the album covers and how the album covers, you know, really sparked controversy, well, to the chagrin of the record company that Jorgensen, that's why he's always kind of 
mystified me as this presence within rock world he does not get his dues i feel maybe he doesn't need them and and that's the beauty because he's he's the savant rock star you know and here you know trent reznor is like oh you know he bows to al jorgensen trent reznor does not bow to anyone but when it comes to ministry and al jorgensen oh he will same with maynard james keenan of tool it takes a lot for these musicians to hey this is what i'm listening to i'm not listening to pop goes the weasel fuck that i am listening to ministry okay and whenever i would tell people about ministry uh, what like when i was at aftershock last year and we were waiting for slipknot and rob zombie was on stage and i love rob zombie but then you look at that look and it's like you so borrowed that from al jorgensen <laughs> and hey you know i, I get it you know uh it, it's a form of flattery you know coughing and all that um but the sounds also he would take sounds and from movies and he put them you know and, the, and that's the thing with mystery you know from reading their story and studying them it's like they couldn't catch a fucking break okay and that is the stuff of industrial rock you know whether it's skinny puppy or because yeah that's the other thing you do not have nine inch nails without skinny puppy or ministry and even trent reznor would tell you that okay and i'm still to this day not done with the al jorgensen book because a lot goes on you know and i have adhd and sometimes it's like yeah i'm gonna focus on work now i'll read that when i can i might start reading it again because it's november and december and it's cold and... or maybe i'll go to the mojave desert and do something i don't know that's my plan here's the thing with me and plans they go good okay they go good and then whether it's the vehicle or it's the money yeah 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 so you know and if there's other things involved yeah but aside from that i'm a pretty good planner i mean and as a podcaster i don't plan you know i'm just doing it as i go that's i think people were like why don't you have a script and that's why i try to you know decimate the dead air see there's uh oh there was a pause right there the dead air i get so paranoid about the fucking dead air because i don't want people to listen to think oh he's done okay after 10 minutes he's done you know no this is not you know wake me up before you go go i'm not hanging on the line with yo-yo you know it's not that it's it's not pre-ejaculation and as a podcaster i i hate that fucking shit you know and i get it i get it you know we we all want what we all want and but as a podcaster nothing's perfect and when i first started fucking doing this i started doing this because i was told by work that i needed to see it a shrink and i thought now i'll just do a podcast instead you know um because work as a teacher had taken a lot out of me and i was so annoyed with the people that i worked with that went on for a long time from 2016 to 2020 and i remember my brother saying to me if you fucking hate it so much then leave so in 2020 i fucking left but i had some other reasons that i left and you know I mean, here's the thing, you know, and, and it's funny because Jorgensen also was a teacher at one point. So it's like these rock stars, you know, and, and I wanted to be a rock star, but whatever. Um, as a teacher, it's funny because, you know, especially if you're a man and you're working with all women and they don't like you. It doesn't matter how nice you are, how professional I was, that I was always willing to show up 500 fucking percent. Okay. 
and my ADHD was beautiful to them because I'm doing observations like I'm doing them fast and the other teachers resented me for that because I would come with my my oh that didn't sound right but I would I would have my observations done within a week a whole maybe shitload of them oh that's not fair you are always on the floor with your phone because I'm doing observations yes I'm probably on Instagram every now and then but I'm doing observations. That's the thing. And I'm writing, okay, so-and-so is doing this right now. That is social emotional, social emotional, this, that. that. That's where it got crazy for me. I was like, I am so fucking tired of this shit. We would have to flip a coin to who was going to change the diaper. All the while I'm thinking, yeah, we shouldn't let them in if they're not even potty trained. Are you kidding me with that shit? And it was a lot of shit. And I'd have to put things in my nose and, you know, and... um you know so yeah that's why i started a podcast i started a podcast because it was like okay i don't really want to go see the shrink um and talk about why my coworkers and i don't get along and i'm very professional i show up and i'm ready to work i will jump when they say go okay you know and because it's the pay that's what it's about you know you're gonna give me money i'm gonna fucking do it and you're going to shoot a gun. I'm going to fucking do it. You know, tell me how high, bitch. I'll do it. And, you know, I used to say this always scared my professors when I would say, hey, if I work for, a, you know, a big corporate company and they told me to, you know, shoot the swan in the head, I would fucking do it because you're going to pay me the bucks. I'm not going to ask any fucking questions. I'm going to fucking do it. I got mouths to feed, baby. My mouth and maybe others. But yeah. So yeah, that's how this whole podcast thing came about, you know, and I, and I love it. And going back and listening to old episodes, like the ministry episode, and, you know, I had time to kill and thrill. And so to be able to record these, and it was amazing. It was an amazing time to set aside, you know, moments and say, okay, I'm going to talk about this because it's, I'm being, I have a direction that I'm following. Okay. And that's how I fucking do it. That's how I'm always going to fucking do it. Now, I don't want a podcast forever. Now, if a company came around and said, hey, we'll give you this amount of money. Sure, I'll suck dick. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I would, you know, if I was approached to sell the show, I would fucking sell the show. If they wanted to change things, fine. Because here's the thing we all need money and then i can just walk away it's like okay when do you need me you know it's not like joe rogan i mean it's so funny that when i would tell people i do a podcast they're like like joe rogan no joe rogan's not even gonna do joe rogan okay he's he's been there done that you know he wants them all to do dmt and it's like okay great great you know that's cool that's cool and i've had people on the show where we've talked about that and and hey i like joe when he's got some guests that i like on like huberman and, and maynard james keenan and sturgill simpson and you know or that one time he took his shirt off and his buddies were like oh fuck look at your tits joe <laughs> oh straight boys are so funny oh jeez, jeez. But, yeah, speaking of gay things, I remember Jorgensen talking about he had performed gay acts before. <laughs> and I respect that. I respect that as a rock star right there. You know, you've got to. You've got to, you know? The mind is a terrible thing to taste. Hello, swallow. Um, but, yeah, this band, I will always love their whole... I mean, they fell apart. Think about that. Everyone's on drugs, you know, everyone's got an addiction. They've got a problem. 
we all have an addiction, okay? Everybody. Some people are addicted to food. Some people are addicted to this. Some people, you know, people please, people please, people please. You know, and planners and all that other shit. I love music and I love, well, I love my herbs. And, you know, you could say I'm addicted to that. And I will always... I mean, I've, I've often said, and I've said this, I think, on the podcast, is that, you know, I will do that until I die. And even when I'm on the deathbed, when I'm really old, hopefully, I don't know, <laughs> time, time, um, you know, uh, I'm going to first thing I'm going to say to either my nurse or my caretaker, I'm going to look or whomever I'm with, I'm going to say, all right we're lighting up one last time i want to go out like this and then say okay at the funeral i want you all to smoke me (laughs) i'm not kidding i want it make it big pack it do it okay that's 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 how i want it um but yeah those those things you know as a podcaster to talk about those things i I, they make people feel unnervy you know when you're talking about that and I am fully aware of time because I can hear the clock ticking. You know, I've had this many near-death experiences and it's like, okay, you know, you gotta, you gotta listen. And someone asked me recently, you know, like when I flipped the car in August and they were like, what was that like? Oh, a friend, he asked me because he'd never flipped a car before. I said, dude, it's like being in a washing machine, but then you don't know when it's going to stop and you don't know what's going to happen. So then you're really, it does shake you up. It shakes you up and it's like, okay, what's going to happen? And then afterwards, you know, I will say, you know, I had a little bit of like shards in my mouth. So I was spitting out like shards of glass. It didn't really cut me, but like I had a cut above my eyebrow and I, and I was just really sore and everything. But my whole thing was, I want to survive okay and the car landed on the driver's side so i'm looking up and the first thing i did is grab my phone grabbed what i needed to grab and i saw my exit point i was like okay and i had been working out all day so i'm i'm ready to go i'm adrenaline and i jumped i literally climbed out of the car and then i jumped off and i remember they asked me how how did you do that i said i want to live man I, you know, and plus the adrenaline. And then the adrenaline didn't wear off. So then you're like, oh my God, here we go. Um, but yeah, I will say, I hear the eternal clock. Oh, it's ticking, baby. It's, it's ticking. It's ticking more than ever. So then, and then there's other things that I'm aware of, you know. I could say on that day... I was doing too much interval training because I was just wanting to stay busy. You know, that's what I do because I don't like to be idle. And also I had stopped doing interval training right after that because what was happening was I was starting to experience a form of uh, uh, vertigo. And at first I thought, oh, it's because I had an underlying condition that I was, you know, I was treated for and everything. And then people started to tell me in my family maybe i have a bad heart because i was explaining what was going on and they're like yeah so now i have to get that checked out so it's like oh geez so yeah i can hear the clock ticking i can hear it ticking for us how long it's gonna take i don't know so that's why i wanted to revisit the podcasts 
and I wanted to look like kind of crack them open, dissect them and like, okay, this is at a point in my life where I was doing this. And, you know, what a difference two years makes. I mean, total, total difference. First of all, I'm a lot slimmer than I was before, you know, and I don't, that's the other thing. I don't like to go on about that because I do feel guilty for it because I feel guilty. It's like, okay, I did all this fucking shit. Here we are. And then I'm not, I haven't been working out because a lot's been going on and I'm losing weight without even trying, probably because I'm eating very light and I'm not, you know, and I sleep. Oh my God. What a crazy time. And so to be able to go back and look at these podcasts, why I started doing these podcasts to begin with, and that's really where my sanity is, is staying staying the course and doing something in motion. You know, I don't like to walk away from things. I don't. I When people do that, and, and I know a lot of people, and I love them dearly. Oh, so many friends and family. They want to walk away from something. And hey, I've done that in the past, but then it's like the repercussions for doing that are very, very, you know, that's, that's, that's thin ice right there. That is like the Pink Floyd thing about that when you're walking on thin ice, that really, really is. And the whole cause and effect of everything, you know, as though this year has, I think, taught me that, you know, yes, a lot of my decisions colored many different scenarios and not always in the best way and yeah there's some crazy shit that i did this year there's some crazy there's some things that i probably won't ever be able to fully talk about um of recent maybe last week uh one day i probably will tell one person and that's the person who's administering my morphine Okay, so this has been fun revisiting ministry, revisiting why I do podcasts and the whole uh, sanity behind it because you have to maintain. And then eventually I'll get back into working out and, you know, certain things will be restored, restorative. So uh, unpleasant dreams.